Welcome to episode 190 of the Thunder Underground podcast. Trent and Jason here as always, and this week, our friend Steve Ray has returned. He's back. He's back. Back on the attack. Glad to say our friend, because this is a guy that, like we've mentioned many times, we grew up as fans of. Yes. So, here we are now. Yeah, this is pretty cool. Yeah. So, we're going to get into this talk with Steve here in just a bit. But first, we've got to let you know that we're sponsored by DEB Concerts. And, yeah, fuck, I was trying to see what kind of beer you're drinking to throw that in as a sponsor, but it would have been a lie anyway. Yeah. Oh, Boxer, holy shit. Yeah. What hardcore. I got free. I can't fucking... Oh, yeah, free beer. Yeah, I can't, I can't, uh, I can't... Anything that's complain. free and not called Bud Light, you can't complain about Goddamn it. Goddamn right. There's this... I'm not fucking kidding you. People are fucking taking a shit out of their dick over this goddamn beer shortage of 2018. It's 3-2 fucking piss water beer, people. Calm the fuck down. I There's never, been shit... No, look, I'm not I've done. I've been understood I'm not for done. years. Listen to me. No, to I me. know what you're saying. <laughs> I'm, not, I'm not done. <laughs> so, I'm fucking... There's shit on TV, on the news. The great beer... I mean, everybody's talking. <laughs> it's like, it's 3-2 piss water. Go to the fucking liquor store. So, what if Reesers is out? Who gives a shit? <laughs> I'm not kidding you. Just a little bit ago at Quick Trip, there was some fucking boogan with three fucking 12 packs of Bud Light. Like he was going to run out and, you know, the fucking world was going to end. Right. What in the fuck? Well, see, it's all these people have been saying, you know, like a year and a half ago when the laws changed, like, finally we'll have real beer in Oklahoma. Like, we've always had real beer in Oklahoma. You're just a douchebag and you yep. bought three point, you know, fucking Bud Light or Keystone Light. Or yeah. Coors Light or whatever, instead of going to the liquor store and buying actual beer and putting yeah. it in a fucking freezer for ten minutes. Exactly, because what you you're that much of a goddamn alcoholic, you can't wait ten minutes for a beer to get cold. I mean, it's you nice know? now that we can have cold yeah. six point beer, but at the same time, big deal. Because what what is domestic beer goes from what three two to like four point five anyway, so yeah. it's not a huge it, change. It's not. Yeah, and and people are stockpiling it like it's <laughs> bottles of water in the zombie fucking apocalypse. Right. Pull your fucking heads out. <laughs> okay, rant over. Sorry. Hashtag you know, rant. You know, I'm not sorry. Fuck that. That's right. Guess what, though? We're sponsored by DEB yes, Concerts. Yes, we are. <laughs> and proudly so. Yeah. And I know they like beer because every concert they have at the Ideal Barroom serves a lot of beer because the Ideal Barroom is great. Of course they are. Yeah. DEB Concerts brings in a ton of shows here. To the Tulsa area, we've been proud to be at a bunch of them. They've brought docking in in the past. L.A. Guns, Warrant, Firehouse, Jack Russell, Steelheart, Bisto Blanco, Lita Ford, Winger. The list goes on, but coming up here in just a little over a week, we've got Sebastian Bach coming. And that's going to be good. Sebastian Bach playing all the hits of Skid Row. Monty Pittman will be opening that show. If you're not familiar with him, look him up. He's a great guitarist. He's actually Madonna's guitarist. Don't let that fool you, though. He's got some heavy metal solo albums out. He's also been in prong and ministry, so that kind of shows his pedigree right there. That show also features One Bad Son, so check them out as well. One week after that, October 10th, no, October 12th, sorry, Tom Kiefer from Cinderella will bring his solo band to the IDO. Of course, they'll play tons of Cinderella songs. Sweat and Bullets and Evil Twin will be opening that show. Then November 3rd, you'll be wetting your pants. Because Steve Whiteman and motherfucking Kicks will be here. The, there you go. 
That's a clincher, bro. <laughs> Kicks. Amazing. <clears throat> That's all you can say. They're bringing Sweat and Bullets along with them on that one, and Rocket Science will be back at the Ideal Ballroom for that show as well. Good, good. And then finally, we've got on December 8th, L.A. Guns returning with Junkyard. Motherfucking Junkyard. That's right. Bucketless Band, cross that off the list. Yeah, Hollywood, Blues, Simple Man, playing all these hits that if you don't know, you will love. That's right. And then our friends in the rock band Grind will be opening that show. I can't wait. Can't wait. That's going to be great. It's December 8th. Okay, okay. We'll be there. Eddie Trunk hosts all these shows, so get out there and meet Eddie Trunk. Say hey to him. Buy some drinks at the IDO. And we appreciate them, and we appreciate... Doug and the crew at DB Concerts for sponsoring us. Of course. All right. So before we get into Steve Ray and all that stuff, we went to a few concerts this past weekend. We did. So first up, last Friday, I saw Slash with Miles Kennedy and the Conspirators. Hell yeah. That was at River Spirit in Tulsa, Oklahoma. First thing to point out is... Well, this is only, I guess, only the third time I've seen Slash with Miles Kennedy. Okay. But there's two there's two live albums out now. Mm-hmm. And, of course, any yokel with the fucking internet can look up a set list. Yes. And so they've been performing as this band for about seven years now, I think. I think so, yeah. Maybe 2012 is when they started touring. But, you know, the, the first Slash album came out in 2010 or 2011. Yeah. That had Miles on those two songs. And after that, that's when I started touring with this band. And especially on that first tour, it was heavy on Guns N' Roses. Mm-hmm. And he even threw in a couple Snake Pit songs. Yeah. And then they even played Rise Today by Alton Bridge. Nice. And then, you know, on the next couple of tours, it was still heavy on Guns N' Roses. But here we are on their fourth, well, technically the third Conspirators album. Fourth slash solo album. And there was like 18 or 19 songs. And only played one Guns N' Roses song. As it should be. Yeah, the rest of the set be. was Slash and then the Conspirator songs. That's awesome, and people people yeah. were loving it. Yeah, you know, I kind of thought about that going in. I thought, I bet there's going to be some people that are, like, butthurt. But at the same time, I looked around, and I didn't see anybody, like, sitting there, like, annoyed. Yeah. Everybody yeah. loved every song, Yeah, whether they knew it or not. That's so, right. Yeah, I mean, that's, like you said, that's the way it should be. So it's really cool that they aren't relying on that anymore. You know? They don't need they, to. They didn't really need they, to rely on it in the first place. But. No. Um, but, you know, th- there are some, you know, there's some mouth breathers, mouth breathers out there that don't get it. Yeah. Um, so, you know, but, but it, and it takes, I know it takes a few albums and a few tours to kind of weed those morons out and stuff. <laughs> right. Um, <clears throat> but, I mean, you know, I, just, I, I, I listened to the new record for the first time today. I loved it. thought it was great. Yeah. You know, what a great record. And, uh, you know, any of those songs could have, you know, could have made it live. And they played five of them. That's awesome. And I noticed the set list, because, you know, me always look up set lists. Oh, Le- yeah. Leading up to it, they had been playing four of them, and that's the first night they had played, I think, Call of the Wild. Okay. And, you know, if you have not checked into these three Conspirator albums, or even the first Slash album that had multiple singers, these are... Definitely all four hashtag I'll kill no filler. Yeah. There's not filler. There's even what the second one, I think Apocalyptic Love had like 15 songs on it. Yeah. And there still wasn't any filler. It didn't feel like it was dragging on or anything. That's cool. 
and this new one's the same way. And, you know, like I said, five songs off this new one. And it was kind of split, you know, it was probably five off of the other two. And then he actually played four of the songs off of the first album. Oh, okay. You know, they played, of course, the two miles songs. Yeah. Starlight and Back from Cali. And then Ghost, the Ian Astbury song. Oh, that's cool. And By the Sword. Nice. You know, as a geek fan like me, it was amazing. Yeah. And the other thing was, this is, I figured out, I think it's like the 10th time I've seen Slash. Really? When you, I, all the Guns N' Roses times, you know, I saw Slash's Blues Ball that time, and then these yeah. times with Miles. I'm not exaggerating. Every single time that I've ever seen Guns N' Roses or Slash with Miles, I either just like, when it was a GA, I ended up on the left side, or my ticket was on the left side. Yeah. You know, stage right. Yeah. And Slash is always... Stage left. <laughs> and with Guns N' Roses, he runs around a lot. Yeah. But with the mile shows and stuff like that, even when he runs around, he still goes back to that spot. Yeah. You know, and Duff stays on that side with Guns N' Roses. So I just, I'd absolutely never been in front of him. So this time I actually thought ahead when I bought the tickets and bought him second row, you know, stage left. Yeah. And he was like dead center in front of me. Nice. For 95% of the show. <laughs> so I finally got that experience out of the way (laughs) (laughs) good yeah Yeah, i'm glad and being a fanboy geek oh yeah when the show started we're in the second row the first row in front of me had four empty seats that someone wasn't there yet they showed up a little bit like second or third song yeah he walks up you know he's playing and he looks up you know in the slash he's got sunglasses on so he can't see exactly but he's facing directly at me and i'm like dead set in front of him and he starts laughing because I'm wearing the Axel DC shirt. <laughs> so I'm God. I'm just going to go with the fact that he was laughing because of yes, the shirt. And yes, it wasn't something going on behind me. Yes. <laughs> well, that's that's what we're, that's what we're going to go with. I, yeah. I agree. He was laughing at your shirt, Trent. That's right. He was probably telling other people about it later that night. That's right. Yes. Yes. But it was a solid two hours <clears throat> right over, like maybe two hours and a few minutes. Cool. And for a casino show, that usually doesn't happen. Yeah. I Even know. if a band usually plays that long, casinos, I think, are a little more picky. Yeah. You know, because they want people back out in there buying liquor and oh, yeah. playing the slots. But, and then the other big thing to point out is, well, big to us, I guess, not everybody, but, you know, Slash doesn't go up to Mike that much, but he went up right before they played Rocket Queen and said, I wanted to bring out a friend of mine, or he said, a good friend of mine that I play in another band with. And, you know, for half a second, I was like, what the f- I thought Duff or Matt Sorum was there or something. <laughs> yeah. You know, but I wasn't, like, thinking straight, you know. And then, of course, Richard Fortas walks out. Nice. So, and I think he's still, let's say he's from the St. Louis area, so he yeah. might still be from there. So, it's yeah. not a long drive. Came in for the show, and he all he did was play Rocket Queen, but, you know, it's like a 12-minute version yeah. of Rocket Queen. You know, he took a couple of the solos, and, of course, Slash took the other eight oh, that's, minutes. That's cool. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> But so that was a cool thing to see that you usually don't see. Yeah. But yeah, fantastic. If you've never seen Slash and Miles, you won't be disappointed because both of them are amazing. That's right. Oh, and then also from the first time they played Dr. Alibi. Oh, okay, cool. And Todd Kearns. Yes. Sings that one. That's right. Love when they do that. Yeah. But then the next, very next night, I saw Billy Idol. Okay. At the joint, a hard rock casino yes. in Tulsa, Oklahoma. This was the third time I've seen him. Technically the second, because the other time was at Riot Fest, and I kind of split time between that and someone else. I can't yes. remember right now. Yeah. 
And, you know, plus he was, like, half a mile away. Yeah, exactly. But, you know, I'd seen him at the Brady back in 96, or, no, 2006, sorry. Yeah. On the Devil's Playground Tour, which is an amazingly underrated album. That is a great fucking record, man. People need to check that out. Yeah. He played Scream from that album at this show. I looked up his set list, and he had actually played Rat Race on a couple of shows nice. as well. But he didn't play it at ours. Okay. But which is cool, because what I, and the thing I thought was cool was Billy Idol was definitely the type of performer that you could see as being a set list, everything's the same every yeah. night type of guy. But yeah. it's not at all. He changes it up. His set list was totally, you know, had like five songs different than the night before. Oh, that's cool. In Tulsa. Like he had played Flesh for Fantasy the night before, didn't play it in Tulsa. And he played Cradle of Love in Tulsa, and he didn't play that the night before. And you think those oh, are two right. big hits. He's rotating out. Yeah. And then there was some deep cuts. He said, here's a song we haven't played in a long time, and I don't even remember what it was, but I looked at the set list later, and it wasn't on any of those set lists. Really? It wasn't that's lying. That's cool. It keeps it, keeps, it, it, it keeps it interesting for these guys, you know? Yeah. They do the same thing every damn night. Right. I mean, Steve Stevens is highly underrated and amazing on point. Dude, yeah. that, like, people don't talk about this guy's been with Billy Idol since the beginning. Yeah. He's just phenomenal. He's playing all kinds of stuff. I don't even know what was going on half the time. Yeah. He had like a solid body acoustic that didn't have, you know, that it was a solid. <clears throat> I don't know what the difference is mm-hmm. on that kind of stuff. So I'm not a guitarist. Yeah. But it was cool looking because it was solid white, you know, so the strings, you couldn't even see them. Oh, that's cool. And uh, he played the Top Gun theme. Nice. Of course. Nice. And then, let me think, what else was... They were at one point, Billy Idol was wearing, uh, you know, he did like four or five wardrobe changes, yeah. of course. One time he was wearing a the Outsiders Museum t-shirt. I saw that. That's cool. Just like Jack White was wearing at his show. That's really cool. And Billy Idol also threw out, I don't know if they were Frisbees or plates or something, but um, they were just handwritten on them, you know, for about the, the Outsiders Museum, but he had also signed them. Oh, really? You know, he threw like eight or ten of those in the crowd. Oh, that's cool. And like he he does at the other show when I saw him, I assume that was 12 years ago. He's still doing it. He walks around and he had handed out like 10 or 12 drumsticks that he had pre-signed. Really? And, you know, because our buddy David Campbell got one. Yeah. So I saw the picture and it even said, you know, he had written Tulsa, Oklahoma and the date. Oh, that's cool. And then he was just, just like Sammy Hagar. He walks up and down the front row and if someone hands him a book or a record, he he'll it. just sign it right there. That's awesome. So... And, I mean, he sounded great. The first couple songs, I thought, I don't know if it's just the songs themselves, but just something about it didn't sound as, like, huge and energetic as I was expecting from a big rock show. Yeah. But by the third or fourth song, that kind of all changed, and it just, it felt like what it should feel like, you know? Whatever you want to call Billy Idol, punk, rock, new wave, heavy metal, you know? (laughs) (laughs) He's all those and none of them. What? What? But yeah, that's fantastic. So I know Billy Idol's a guy that a lot of people don't think about, but would love to see. So I'll just say, if you ever get the chance, don't miss it. Yeah, yeah, for sure. And the other thing was, we were going to talk about this later, because you were going to see him this coming mm-hmm. weekend at Louder yeah. Than Life, which... Got canceled. That's right. So, oh well, shit I happens. guess they're in like three feet of water or something. Yeah, well, it's... Uh, I know that the, the, the place is flooded, and what was even worse is they just had an event there. So it, you know, just the, the, the grounds got super mangled. Yeah. And then, you know, it's flooded already. And then they're having 
the for rain was in the forecast all week until Thursday, so I, I guess it was just I guess there it's just no super, way to save it now. Yeah, there's it's super fucked. So <laughs> So yeah, it got canceled, so what do you do? And that sucks with festivals because there's no way to reschedule them. I know. When you know. when you're working with that, that many, many acts. fucking bands, yeah. yeah. So just uh, you know, see what happens next year. Right. But another thing I want to point out before I turn it over to you is after Billy Idol, we went to the Cimarron Bar. Nice. And saw the band Infinity. Okay. Which I think I've seen that name before, but I know I've never seen them. Julian was like, hey, we're going over the Cimarron. You got to come check these guys out. They're badass. So, you know, we all went over there. Yeah. There was like 10 of us or something. He said they're a cover band, but they're, you know, their guitarist is fucking amazing, all this and that. And we get over there and he had told me, he's like, this guy is literally the best guitarist in Tulsa. So I figure if Julian is saying that, that's a pretty high compliment coming from that guy, right? That guy can play. Right. So it doesn't just stop at the guitarist. This band was straight up, I think their Facebook even says Tulsa's <clears throat> premier classic rock band. I think I've seen yeah. the name, yeah. Like they just play nothing but straight up, like if you turn on a classic rock station, and it worked from like 74 to 84. Yeah. You know, it was all the AOR stuff. Of course, the name is Infinity, so they're playing Journey. Mm-hmm. And then Billy Squire, Kansas, all the, you know, progressive gotcha. rock bands like gotcha. that as well. Um, oh, yeah. Deep Purple. So when you say stuff like Deep Purple in Kansas and even Journey, this band's got to have a high level of musicianship, not yeah. just the singer. You know, they've got a keyboardist in the band. This guy, you know, had two keyboards going. Mm-hmm. He was on Unbelievable. The guitarist is unbelievable. Singer. I mean, this band is legit as fuck. Sweet. So, I mean, if you love classic rock and you just like to go to live show, I would highly recommend anybody check this band out. Right on. Right so, on. yeah, I'm definitely looking forward to seeing these guys along the way again soon as well. Mm-hmm. But look them up. Their Facebook is Infinity Rocks Tulsa. Cool. Cool. Yeah, get into them. Yeah. So then the next night, you went to a show. Yes, I did. Uh, Sunday night, uh, our good buddy Jake uh, from Downtown Lounge fame. Yes. Uh, his his shop, Sunset Tattoo, sponsored uh, All Hell the Yeti and Zero Theorem at the Mercury Lounge. Yeah. And uh, I think one thing to note, you know, Mercury Lounge is not known for having metal. Uh, I, I'm, I think at one point their website even said, you know, no metal. <laughs> I think um, I remember you telling me yeah, that. Yeah. Um, so, um, it's great that, you know, you see, you know, you remember Bible, the devil played there. Yeah. And, you know, uh, it's great when, when, you know, Jake can partner up with these guys and, you know, get some, get some of this kind of stuff into the mercury. Uh, it, it was definitely unique and it was definitely a first to see bands with that kind of sound hit the Mercury stage. Yeah. You know, both of these bands are, you know, big, uh, you know, big, modern, heavy, uh, you know, resounding, uh, just grand and super fucking heavy vibes. And, and to see that the Mercury stage was, it was pretty cool. Um, I think it worked and, you know, hopefully it could work. I think it was a, you know, it was a decent turnout. And, uh, uh, Mel and I decided to check it out and, uh, you know, she, she liked zero theorem. I'd never heard of them. 
uh, and um, they put on a good show. I mean, it, and I think that Zero Theorem with All Hail the Yeti, uh, you know, they're similar, similar genres or subgenres or however you want to say it. Yeah. Um, you know, clean, heavy, uh, just you know, streamlined, uh, you know, straight up metal. Um, and, you know, I kind of got from both bands, I kind of got like a, like a prong kind of vibe, like an almost industrial kind of vibe, but not, I don't know. I mean, you know, I, I get, I fumble over some of these descriptions sometimes because I, I want to, I want to describe them well, but I don't also, I don't want to make them sound like, oh, they're just sounding like this band or that band, you know what I mean? Right. Um, <clears throat> but uh, both both vocalists for both bands, you know, were just, you know, they gave it their all. Those guys could sing their asses off. Uh, so, I mean, it was just a great night all around. And, um, you know, the turnout got better as the night went on. And, uh, you know, I I heard about All Hell the Yeti quite a bit. And even Jake, I know, has talked about him quite a bit. Yeah, he had had him in. Yes, and they've been, yeah. So DTL. cool to finally get to see them. They put on a great show, fucking heavy. And, uh, you know, it was, it was a good Sunday night, good heavy Sunday night there at the Mercury. Yeah. I hope they keep it up. Yeah. I mean, we definitely miss Downtown Lounge, but that's a good sign to see, you know, Jake's. Yeah. You know, maybe if it's just a one-off, but you never know. Maybe he'll do something else. You never know. Hope, hope so. So I need to point out that night. I was working at Primus. That's right. That's right. And I, mean, I wanted to mention this because I listened to their sound check. Yes, okay. you did. You did. Yeah. Primus actually had a closed sound check that was even to people that were working there. But mm-hmm. from where, I mean, you're in the theater, so you can you hear can it. You can hear it. Yeah. Yeah. And at first, Tim did drums, you know, for maybe 10 minutes. Then Les Claypool starts playing the bass. And at first I thought maybe it was a bass take, but then you could tell pretty quick, now this was Les Claypool playing the bass. Mm-hmm. And I thought, okay, this will be five or ten minutes. That's cool. I get to hear this. But no, he played the bass for over 30 minutes. Wow. Just him playing the bass for 30 minutes. That's insane. And, you know, I've seen other sound checks or heard them, you know, and that's, at least from my experience, you never see one guy just stand up there and play for 30-some minutes. Yeah. You know, usually it's a little bit, and then a the whole band will play yeah. some, and you know, he started playing, at one point he started playing NIB, and then, you know, he went back and his stuff, and this was a solid 25 minutes, and he stopped for two or three minutes, and then went back for another five or ten minutes. So, for 30 minutes is solid, then all of a sudden, you get a little guitar action, you know, and he he only sound checked for a few, two or three minutes, maybe, by himself, really? and then they, all three went in, and they played NIB. Wow. Almost in its entirety. That's insane. You know, no vocals, just music. Yeah. And that was just fucking crazy. Yeah, I bet. <laughs> you know, because I, I know there's tons of people that would pay money to be able to, you know, obviously people exactly. love to see Primus would pay money just to hear Les Claypool play for 30 minutes. No shit. Solo man. for 30 minutes, basically, you know? Yeah. So that was quite an honor for me to be able to hear that with my ears. Hell yeah, I'm glad you get to see that, man. <laughs> right. You know, that, that, that reminds me of something, uh, a couple of items. Uh, you might have seen you. You might have saw him. I don't know, but I saw on social media. Um, Tom Green, uh, you know who you know, does IDL Ballroom, and you know he his his restaurant Lotus. Right. His status, uh, you know, that said 
recently both Robert Plant, because Robert Plant was in town this weekend too. Right. Um, you know, both Robert Plant and Primus had been in Lotus and loved it. Well, so, I think he said they took it to him. Yeah, okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. Or, you know, catered around. Gotcha, got, gotcha. got the band and crew. And so, you know. And he said, would well, he said Primus liked it so much that they asked for it again after the show. That's awesome. Yeah, that that's right, that's right. And so, you know, uh, kudos to Tom Green on that deal. Um, I think that's awesome. You know, Tulsa is, you know, Tulsa is, is it just makes me proud. So, and then... Well, he's um, one of the reasons downtown Tulsa kicks ass. Yeah, he is. Not he just because the... I mean, there's so many great bars and restaurants, and now he's got a restaurant, and it's fucking great. Yeah, it is fucking badass. Yeah. I've been there. It's yeah. super fucking good. Same here. So, you know, good on Tom Green for that. And then, um, you know, Weston Horn from Weston Horn and the Hush, he had a, 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 a status about how he was playing the Mayo the night that Robert Plant was in town. And all of a sudden, during his second set, Robert Plant walks in, stands at the bar, and just listens to him for a minute. So he's done with the set. That alone in itself. No shit. That right there. And then... You don't even need to go on at that point. Yeah. The the, the, <laughs> the manager comes up and says, hey, do you want to meet Robert Plant? And so they talk to Robert... He talks to Robert Plant, and he's a super nice guy. And, you know, he takes his CD out, and he says, look, I you don't have to take this, but I just want to leave it on the table. And Robert Plant said, no, I'll take it. And he put it in his bag and everything. So, I mean, you know, that that just, uh, again, that makes me proud of, you know, the artists in Tulsa, the Tulsa scene. It makes me proud of downtown. Yeah. Um, you know, this is fucking great. And, you know, it's a great time. So I, I yeah. had to make a, a slight mention of those things. I'm glad you brought that up because I thought about mentioning the Western Horn thing. Cause, yeah. I mean, just who, for... who was in the Normandies who have been on this show and are going to be at Thunder Underground Fest. That's right. Nice little plug there. Weston Horn was actually on here because he was in the Normandies back yes. when the Normandies was on this. He just, he just does his thing yeah. now, but still. But And Weston Horn and the Hush is, I believe, you know, they're one of those bands kind of like we've said with Less Than Human or Sign of Lies where it seems like a lot of steam has yes, definitely. kind of been picked up over the last year with these guys. So, And whenever you get an endorsement from the Golden God, you can't really ask for much more. No, you, you know? cannot. I mean, that's it right there. Yeah. That is it. <laughs> Fucking Robert Plant. That's right. Just a singer Led Zeppelin. No big whoop. <laughs> well, on to the subject at hand. Yes, Steve Ray. You mentioned Thunder Underground Fest. And Steve Ray, we originally approached Steve, well, we talked about this in the thing about yeah. playing Thunder Underground Fest with Oklahoma Braves and or Pitbulls on Crack. Yeah. Which he'll get into all that here in the interview. But unfortunately, neither one of those could work out. So then he came back and said, hey, how about I host this? Because I've hosted some other events. And without even discussing it amongst ourselves, we were like, absolutely. Yes, there's no question. We That's what we want. Because it. it wasn't even, yeah. even at that point, we weren't even thinking, hey, we need to get a host. It's yeah. something I'm sure we would have thought of later. Yeah. But it hadn't came to that point yet. So I'm just glad that he brought it up was willing to do it without us even asking. So yeah. that's what makes it even a bigger honor, I think, the fact that he offered it. Definitely. And like we said, we've followed this guy, you know, for at least 25, more than 25 years yeah, now. Yeah, definitely. Since we've seen Pitbulls on crack when we were young, leading into what he's done over the last 10, 15 years with Doomsday Junkie and Oklahoma. Yes. He's going to be hosting both nights, the Saturday night, 
he'll be hosting as the Great Pumpkin. Of course. Of which course. is costume he had worn the character during many sets at the Freakers Ball. Yes. You know, because Pitbull's on crack played many of those, and then Oklahoma Braves and Doomsday Junkie did as well. Of course. So very cool, you know, because we're October 20th will be one weekend before the yeah. Halloween weekend, basically. It sure will. So this is a great conversation. We talked about Thunder Underground Fest. We talked about his bands, what happened with them, you know, Doomsday Junkies, Oklahoma Braves. Uh, you know, he talks about, we, you know, what he's doing now, what he hopes to do. Uh, he kind of turned the tables on us and had asked us some questions. So it was just a, a fun conversation. It was really awesome to, to have him over and, uh, you know, hit record. Well, then let's do it. Here's Steve Ray. Let's get to the good stuff first. Okay, let's just Trent, get right into it. it. <laughs> let's get right into it, man. Just, just shoot me uh, something hard. So, what happened to Oklahoma? Oh, wow. Right, <laughs> right off the bat. <laughs> yeah. That's a good question. Um, basically, uh, I was just left holding the bag. Now, really, um, and I kind of was, but uh, our drummer just tried to just abruptly quit. It was just so out of right field, and it was all for personal reasons. And we didn't ask for a lot of explanation. And, you know, I'm not going to beg anybody to stay in my life or at a band. I've done that before, and it's never ended well. So I let him, you know, go. And uh, so Mark, the lead guitar player, decided he would like to take a break. And we had been working together for 13 years. Uh, Oklahoma Braves was eight years with Doomsday Junkie prior to that for four or five. And, uh, so I respected that as well. I wasn't, you know, some of the happiest thing that ever happened to me or the happiest day. I've been really kind of withdrawn since it's happened. I haven't been out much. Uh, I did go see the movie, the Oil Capital Underground and yeah. I, I got to see the shame and then, the Shane played some punk rock show at uh, Vanguard, and I went and seen them off topic. They were great, and they're playing Thunder Underground. Yes. So I don't know, man. I just let everybody go, and uh, of course, Joe and Bob. I think we're ready to continue, but we just lost some kind of key components there. So uh, before Mark decided to take a break, the uh, you know we had actually approached a drummer that. Uh, we thought would work out and um then mark just kind of decided he just needed a break so uh we both you know and all of us in the band have either been married or are married have jobs houses and all that stuff so it's kind of hard to you know at our age it's it's not like we're 20 you know, just out there sacrificing everything because we don't have as much sacrifice. But I did all that. But with these guys, we're older. So everybody had to go their own way. And uh, Mark did uh, say, you know, maybe we'll 
pick back up where we left off one day. Maybe not. I don't know. I'm not going to dwell on it too much, but that is kind of the truth. Um, but I'm ready to get back out there, and I'm glad to answer that question here where people can listen to this, mm-hmm. and, I don't, and they don't have to come ask me. <laughs> and I have to tell a story 12 times. So, you know, it's basically no hard feelings. I can't really say, you know, I'm dying to... I mean, that doesn't make it sound negative. That sounds positive, like if you guys want to do this in a year or two. Well, yeah, you know, um, Mark, Mark's got a good job and he's got a, a wife and a, and kids and probably a dog or two and, you know, those kind of things. And when you're practicing a couple of nights a week for years and years and years, you know, it, it does, it does stress your marriage. I know this, you know, from personal experience. Yeah. <laughs> so, uh, you know. It's just one of those things, man. It's just life gets in the way. And so it just got in the way. And, you know, like I used to say in posts on Facebook and stuff, you know, I was very fortunate to be in the band with these guys and a band as good as it was and uh, for so long and had, you know, kind of made a little name for ourselves. You know, we weren't setting the world on fire, but we kind of made a little name for ourselves and that's hard to do after you've already made a name for yourself, like with Pitbulls on Crack, yeah. and which I was in. You know, it's kind of hard to do twice. It's kind of hard to catch that lightning. And I felt like, you know, we kind of did. So, you know, I don't know, man. Maybe it'll come back together. I'm going to continue to do something. I, I have needed some time off. Mm-hmm. But I'm about ready to get back into it. And I figured it would take this long. So uh, I don't know exactly what I'm going to do. But uh, other than I've been trying to get back into playing guitar a little bit. And, uh, I, you know, my big idea is to just write my own songs and do my own thing and then go record it or, you know, get some guys to go out and play live. And or, you know, I might do a acoustic thing, you know, by myself. Yeah. So because it's a lot easier to do that than deal with four guys or five guys or three guys or whatever. Yeah. In a band situation, which I've done forever. And so we'll see. We will see. Yeah. Um, yeah. You kind of, you, you kind of answered my next question, which was, would you want to do something new or do you want to wait for Oklahoma Rays to come back or? Well, I'm well, open to all of it. I am open to anything <clears throat> and I'm open to any offers from anyone listening. <laughs> 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 I'm not guaranteed to say yes, but. I don't know the meaning of quit, so, you know, that's why I'm always left holding a bag. Hey, this guy plays rhythm guitar, and he's always talking about doing something. Well, you know, I think... <laughs> and I, I can play bass. Me. I played bass for a while, too. Well, you know, I do, too. And um, so I'm trying to get back into the guitar, so... Yeah, I'm anxious to see Zen Hipster, and I... Thank you. Would, uh... I do remember that name from the nineties. I don't really? know from the you know, well, thank like the, you. I appreciate that. Music rags or Starship or <laughs> seeing the flyers. I don't remember, but I, I don't remember seeing the band. But uh, you know, I took off for a while there. But yeah. but yeah, I remember that band. I'm, I'm looking forward. I'm very curious to see what it's about. Yeah, we're we're the practices are going good, and I'm looking forward to it. Awesome, man. So so what do you we, do with this band? I play rhythm guitar. I have a lead or two, but our, our singer, he plays guitar, and he's Eric Reese. He's an amazing solo player. Good. Um, 
We had a we had a private gig at a friend's birthday party a couple weeks uh, well, probably a month ago now or what wasn't it like end of July something yeah, like that I I wasn't there. and that went yeah that's right well I remember <laughs> but telling I remember, you yeah. about it yeah. Yeah. yeah and that went good so I'm I'm looking forward to it yeah we, we've got a uh, we've got a short set that's bang 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 so we're ready it'll be good well that's good man I, I'm very curious so I'm not going to try to look anything over. I'm just going to be surprised. Good. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> good, good. But yeah, uh, I, I definitely, you know, I'm, I'm getting older and everything, but I, I don't see any reason to quit playing music or quit singing or mm-hmm. anything like that. But, uh, you know, I do have to take some time off, to kind of recharge everything and, and get a new focus and a direction. And, yeah. You know, I'm not going to try to take it, you know, keep this thing going by myself and, uh, um, well, why why would you quit? Why should you? And you love exactly. doing it, you know. And I can still what, do it. Yeah. And and there's so many things that I can't do anymore. <laughs> so, you know, why wouldn't I? <laughs> 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 <You're doing this. laughs> so, anyway, but yeah, the joys of getting old, kids. Nice. It goes fast. <laughs> yeah, especially when you're a band. So, for some reason you have more lost weekends than normal people. Yeah. I don't know why. <laughs> <laughs> or maybe more lost in the weekend. I don't know. Yeah, I can see that for sure. Yeah. So anyway, yeah, that's that's basically it in a nutshell. Well, as far as you mentioned, pitbulls on crack, and when we put this show together, I mean, I think we mentioned it when we first announced the shows because we said you were hosting this, but. That was one of the first things that popped in my, in my head. I'm like, what if we could get Pitbulls on crack to reunite? Which I knew was a long shot, but why not? We know you. Yes. So the question <laughs> is, I mean, if you want to talk about it, how close was that to happening? Because you said it was pretty close. It, 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 was, it was extremely close. Yeah. I got a message from you, and I quickly dismissed you. You were inquiring about a Pitbulls reunion for the Thunder Underground Fest. And um, I think at that point... Also, we had already been mentioned with Oklahoma Hombres on that show. And so it was kind of funny, you know, I always listened to my band talk about it. I hadn't mentioned it to them, but they had already heard about it. And they were talking about playing it and whether we could or not. And so I didn't really tell them that there was a Pitbulls reunion offer from you. And so, I, but really, you know, when I got the message, I I quickly dismissed it because I was in Oklahoma race and I, that was my focus. And, and, you know, I don't want to just turn around and go backwards, you know, at a moment's notice. So I really quickly dismissed it and about a week went by and I, it just, I, I couldn't forget this offer that you made. And I, I does, I wasn't really keen to do it, but I did tell you, you know, that I would go ahead and throw the offer out there to the guys. So because of my respect for you and Jason and the Thunder Underground. So I did. I threw it out there. Well, I was surprised that everybody seemed to be really excited to do it. And it did come close. And we were going to have uh, Danny Dodge and Trev and Terry, which Trev and Terry are, you know, they still live here and they're pretty much gold. On, <laughs> if we're going to get back together, they're, <laughs> they're in, you know, yeah. I can pretty much count on them. So, and if Danny Dodge, our drummer, lives in Nashville, and we've done it with Derek Sanders from Severmind a couple of times. So I could have done it, gone that route, but the 
the one holdout was Andy, and he lives in Oregon. And, you know, it's kind of like a, if anybody's really familiar with the band and how things were, you know, it's not real surprising that Andy did. But to be fair to Andy, you know, he's got some kind of health issues going on with him. And, you know, he's a long way away. And Nashville's a lot closer than Oregon, period. So it's going to cost him more than anybody to get here. So he vetoed it, and he was, you know... Just saying how he's got to have a lot more money <laughs> if we ever do it again. I said, hey, I'm all for that. So I was a little bit disappointed because everybody thought that he was going to go for it as far as Terry and Trev and Danny. and But he didn't, and uh, I was relieved because it, it put all the pressure on me. It put all the pressure on me to get these guys together and, you know, practice up for uh, two or three nights maybe, you know. Yeah. And then – and then it's like, you know, is everybody going to show up or coming from such a long way? It's not like, you know, hey, my car's broke down, come get me, and then we'll just practice or yeah. whatever. So these guys don't live here. And, you know, that that was – it was real close. And it would have been fun to put Pitbulls back together for that show. We would have loved to do that, you know. And I'm sure Andy would love to have done it a bit closer. So um, – and probably for a little less money. <laughs> right. But yeah, yeah, I don't know. It's, uh, it's one of those things. With, I don't really anticipate there being a Pitbulls on Cracker Union ever again. Yeah. But you never know. And they've just, they've come from out of the blue the times that they've happened. But, uh, <laughs> you know, I think everybody, the five of us still play their respective instruments. So, you know, it's not all together unheard of yeah for five guys that can still play now you got somebody that can't play then you have to go elsewhere whatever so well hey we had to try (laughs) yeah i don't i don't blame you i don't blame you man i appreciate it actually it's it's kind of flattering so we you know wound up couldn't do that and so we were gonna you know we're working on local hombres come do it and uh and that went away so Mm -hmm. i said hey uh, I'll host if you want me to host, and so that's where we're at. Um, and then we're waiting on my solo project of Luke Cool and the Cucumbers, is what I'm gonna go with. <laughs> right? It's just gonna be me and a guitar and a bucket of cucumbers. There you go. <laughs> Let's do it. I will be there, I will come see you. <laughs> yeah, so. But yeah, that was cool because I mean, it wasn't even at that point. I'm sure as we went on, we probably would have thought of it, but I hadn't even thought of, hey, we need to get someone to host this thing. Yeah. So the fact that you brought that up was just like instantly, I didn't even have to ask him. I just right. said, yeah. And then I told him, he's like, fuck yeah. Yeah. And no question. No question. Well, thank you. So we yeah. appreciate you well, offering that to do that. And the question is, I know you've done that before, right? I haven't you- really hosted an event like this, but you know, I have. <laughs> You know, I've done a lot of things and I've, I've, uh, ran Edge Fest stages and, you know, I've ran Kane stages, all kinds of outdoor concerts. If you went to a concert in the nineties, it was probably something I was in mm-hmm. charge of. Yeah. Or if I wasn't in charge, I was working in some capacity. So, um, yeah, I have that kind of experience and, uh, you know, yeah, and I, you know, I'm a front man and singer and all that. So I'm talking to the audiences, you know, comes naturally for me. Yeah. And so. 
Yeah, I haven't done it, but you know, I think with my experience with working concerts and everything, we can keep things, you know, on time and kind of to, you know, I'll understand if, you know, the sound man comes up and is pissed off. It's like, you know, we're going to make you happy. (laughs) (laughs) We're going to make you happy. So what can I do? You know, if I need to, you know, get off this stage right now, (laughs) whatever. So, you know, I'm all for the team. Yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm kind of, because I haven't done this in like 15 years. I mean, I've, I've played a gig probably five, six years ago, but it, it was just us. But this kind of thing with so many bands and getting on and off, and I'm, I'm kind of, I'm a little nervous about it. I haven't done it in a while, so I, I don't want to, I don't want to piss anyone off. <laughs> so. Well, hmm, I don't know. That's the more people you get involved, yeah, you're, yeah. you're just not going to make everybody happy. Yeah, but, but I, I'm, I'm probably overthinking it. I think it's going to be great. Time. I don't think you should worry about yeah, it, man. It's just it, these things, you know, like Edge Fest and things. I used to work. You just wind them up and let them go. Yeah. You know, and yeah. hope for the best. And, you know, if there's bumps and there's, you know, you just get over them. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And so, yeah, I'm, I'm looking forward to doing this. There's a lot of cool bands playing on that bill that I really want to see. Uh, I'm really excited to see Locust Grove. I've never seen them. I've heard a lot about them. I've actually heard some of their music. Um, they seem to be really hot there for a while. I don't know. I don't keep up. Yeah. But like you guys do, but, uh, custom black. There's so many bands oh, yeah. playing, <laughs> you know, uh, new singers for driver and sever mind. Uh, I haven't seen, um, and I know those guys can sing. I know yes. there's no doubt about that. Yes. And, uh, you know, the shame, like I mentioned is, uh, my brother-in-law and Chad Malone, who, you know, we go way back and they, they just, they tear it up. And, uh, you know, custom black and who else? Sprout the ending hero. I, I don't have a list in front of me, but uh, now I do. <laughs> yeah, there are some of these bands I haven't heard, and yeah, I'm looking forward to seeing Murderous Mary for sure. Yeah, definitely. Uh, the Normandies just beat uh, what Screaming Red Mutiny. Yeah, that's that's gonna be cool. I saw them, they played with a shame too. Uh, Less than Humans, great. Arcana I've never really seen or heard of, but uh like wood and bone and taking these guys ain't from here. I think you'll like Arcana. Yeah, they're from Oklahoma City, they're really good. Okay, cool. Yep. Solidify Claim Your Enemy. From Parts Unknown. That's Is a that... band out of Dallas that's a, a punk band. Oh okay. That actually whenever I, whenever a band fell off the bill, this band was actually I don't know how the word got around to Travis, but these guys were just like on tour and looking for a show in Tulsa. So we don't even, I've listened to them now that they're on here, but we don't know. They're the only band I don't know yeah. personally, you know? Yeah. Well, they're, they're actually from Dallas and not from parts unknown. <laughs> yes. Right. I, get it I was wondering if Goldberg was in the band. <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah. Um, the ultimate warrior and Goldberg. <laughs> but, uh, you know, I, I saw, I saw the shame at a house fest, at a house fest, <laughs> my fucking brain at a house show. Yeah. Oh God, probably back in May. And that mm. was, I'd never been to a house show in my life. 41. I don't think I've ever been to a house show either. And what, you mean just like a party at somebody's house? It was house? like in somebody's basement. Oh, oh yeah, yeah. It was Barkingham Palace. Okay. And uh, I just, that was one of the coolest things I've ever seen in my yeah. life, you know? And then we saw them uh, at the um, Beehive after the. Uh-huh. Oil Capital Underground. And I, oh, yeah, I was there. Yeah. It's on a Mercury a year ago, remember? 
Yeah, yeah, song, yeah, yeah. The um, it was uh, the night of the we interviewed this guy from Saving Abel at the shrine. Oh, it's and the same night. We were gonna go see them, and I'm like, well, we'll see him because we're getting in. But I'm not really. Wait, the shames at Mercury. See ya. <laughs> you know, and we went because you know that's way fucking better. So I don't care. I said it. So I mean, yeah, I'm looking forward to. They're good. Yeah, to seeing them again. There's a lot of energy, and they they yeah. are definitely you know they're punk, but they're hardcore. So yes. I mean, there's there's a tinge of metal there, and believe me, Chad Malone, he wrote the book on these house party gigs. Oh, that yeah. we're talking about man, yeah. basements. They wore their Tulsa Athletic jerseys, <clears throat> and they made me want to go watch a soccer match. I mean, fuck yeah, right. yeah, <laughs> damn right. I don't know if he's a Chelsea man or what, but <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. Uh, yeah, I know our old bass player was really into Chelsea <laughs> from Oklahoma Braves and Doomsday Junkie. Yeah, but yeah. I'm trying to remember who because we when we had him on here, like well, it's been almost two years. Yeah, ago, we did it at his place, and he had stuff hanging up. I can't remember what it was since I'm it's, not. Yeah. yeah, since I'm not knowledgeable enough about. And d- don't yeah. misquote it. Yeah, I'm not going to say that. Those fans well, are like they're they're intense. <laughs> when, you, when you're talking about that kind of sport with Chad and Watton, it's football. It's yes. not soccer. Yes, right? yes, that's so, right. That's right. Don't everybody. Yeah, I, I yeah I misspoke. <laughs> <laughs> no, that's cool, man. Chad's cool. Yeah, he's he's a legend, and uh, it's great that that you guys got them involved. It's great that he's just still doing it. Period. Yeah. Because yeah, the guy's definitely a legend and. You know, it kind of shows that in uh, that, well, Capital Underground movie. Yeah, definitely. You know, the guy's definitely, I mean, he was touring Europe. We weren't touring Europe, you yeah. know. It was like <laughs> yeah, the Bunnies exactly. of Doom weren't touring Europe. All these yeah. other bands. I didn't think the NOTA was touring Europe. But, yeah. uh, he was. Man, they were. And, you know, my hat's off to him for that. Much respect. And, and, and that's a thing I want to mention is, you know, when this was – for the Thunder Underground Fest, when the idea was presented to us, the first thing both of us thought was, you know, we want guys from like you and yeah. Chad and Terry Waska and Stacy Lane and Derek Sanders. We, you know, yeah. Deep Trillo. We want, this is the first guys we want for this. Cause that, that's, you know, an important time. We remember it well and it's, it should not be forgotten. So we wanted to make sure that we got that, and I think we did. So yeah, I think he did a good job. Um, whoever booked these bands, and uh, it's there's a lot of variety of talent there, mm-hmm. and and there's certainly a lot of talent there. You know, um, so it should be a good show. Uh, how much is that show to get into? Is it fifteen? Ten dollars for that's for both nights. A ten dollars for yeah, two days, seven bucks if you just buy. That's yeah, less than a dollar a band. Yeah, I'm pretty sure. I mean, how, that's that's pretty. <laughs> that's like awesome. 75 cents a band. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah and if so. you count me and you, that's 20. So yeah, it's 50 cents of yeah a, an attraction. And, and, <laughs> <laughs> and you know what she said, Amelia, diversity is, and that's another thing we wanted to make sure we had, because that's what you know we that's what me and him grew up on and based yeah. us all around was, you know, we love the hair bands as much as we love the punk bands right. and the thrash and the whatever, you know I mean? Right, right. Because that's the time we came up when you, that's could, right. you could get little pieces of all that. Yeah. In, in, in and your, you should have. In your sauce, you know, to yeah. quote a metal up your podcast reference, um, <laughs> like one person out there will get that, but that, and, and there's only <laughs> one, one point in time where, you could do all that, and that was when we were coming up in the early '90s. Is everything was popular for about six months, 
and then it just splintered off into like alternative, you know. Yeah. But you had grunge, punk, metal, hair metal. It was all the same right. thing. Nineteen ninety two. Yeah. And, yeah. <laughs> like half of ninety one and a half of ninety two. So th- that was the diversity was one thing we wanted to make sure we had. Well, you've achieved it, and I think that uh, everybody's going to really like all these bands. And you know, you guys have uh, really portrayed Tulsa in a positive light. I feel. Um, you know, I, I actually have some questions written out to ask you guys. Yeah, I mean, uh, bring, <laughs> yeah. bring it on. I mean, this is this is Thunder Underground Fest, right? Um, I'm, I might, yeah. God, for this, I might have to get another beer. You probably should. In fact, if you have whiskey, I would recommend you just both I don't know about it. He's, he's, he's the hard liquor guy. <laughs> Well, yeah, this is okay, Trent, you can hit, you can edit, you can just pause on this, damn it. <laughs> Do you want some whiskey? No. I would drink one shot. That's how I was teasing, but yeah, I would drink a shot. I'll get a shot, man. Come on. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We'll get all. It was freezing cold. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Nice, nice. So, anyway, yeah, this is Steve Ray on special assignment for the Thunder Underground podcast. Nice. I have here before me Trent Shanels. Is that how you pronounce your name? Yeah. Okay. And Jason Wood from the Thunder Underground. And uh, first thing I think everybody wants to know is how long have you... I know we're up to like 150 episodes now or something. The last one was 188. 188? Okay. You're almost up to 200. Okay. My bad. All right. So, how long have you been doing that? Because I know it's not like a scheduled thing. So, how long? How many years have you guys been doing this? May two thousand fifteen, like wow. mid May, was when we started so with the first episode, years. and we've almost done one every week. Yeah. Mm, there was, okay. I think it was last year we took like August off, but yeah. <laughs> like a full <laughs> month, we just got burned <laughs> out for a minute. But for the most part, it's always one a week, sometimes two if we film yeah. saucy or whatever. There, there's been like, I, I know that, I think it was either the holidays of 15 or 16, we kind of just took a break. Yeah. Um, which is, you know, understandable to holidays, family, all that kind of stuff. But we, we've we we've kept it going at least once a week, most time twice a week, I think. Yeah, just like you said. Well, you guys have definitely done... Uh, yourselves a good name and uh, you know in Tulsa and I think it's just wonderful and so continue the good work thank you thank you thank now, you very much how did you come up with the idea or the premise for the show or is it like one of you or both of you or well the you mean like the format or how we do it just yeah just the idea of, of well, the idea, how it just came up or just... the idea of doing it I think was him because mm-hmm. for probably at least Two or three years before we started this, he would always been like, "Hey, have you checked out Jamie Joss's podcast? You checked out this podcast, whatever." And I'm just, I, I never listened to podcasts, right? And then finally, probably maybe a year before we started this, I started, and I'm like, "Okay, I get it now." And I'm listening to all this different shit, and, and he kept saying, "We should do this," and I just, yeah. And then <laughs> my girlfriend started bugging me, and I think even his ex-wife was just like, "You know, you guys should," because you yeah. sit around and you. It's all we do is we, we talk, talk about, about music. Yeah. Anyway, so why not just record it? If it doesn't work out, it doesn't work out. And, and you know, like I'll say, I, you know, this, this answer might be a little long-winded, but, you know, we started, <clears throat> we started when we were, like, 
late teenage, early 20s, back in the 90s, with, you know, we would always go to Starship and Mohawk Music and see all these fanzines. Right. And it was always, which is great, don't get me wrong, and I got all of them and I read all of them, but it was always like alternative and punk stuff. Mm -hmm. And we were still, you know, super entrenched in metal. Right. And and hard rock. And again, you know, this this might sound goofy to some people, but we don't care. You know, we still in the nineties we were still listening to all the air bands that we loved that were right. that had to, that had, that were relegated to indie labels. Yeah. And um and, and I don't I, I I'm not ashamed of it. It shouldn't be. That 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 genre is what got me into Absolutely. all of this. So anyway, so we But at the same time listening to Slayer and COC yes, and, 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 and yeah, Stone and Foo Fighters and whatever, you know. Pearl Jam or whatever. Uh, yeah, and, and so we started doing a fanzine ourselves that covered everything. And we did it for, I don't know, a while. I don't know, maybe a year or two. About, like, from 96 to about 98, I think. Yeah, and you know, you went off to college and, you know, all this stuff and whatever. Life getting in the way. Life getting in the way. <laughs> yeah. And so, you know, back in what, 2014, 2015, uh, I think 2014 really, we were like, well, well we, had, we had made a website yeah. at one point, didn't we? Yeah, like once, like the in, whole, the, in the mid 2000s, early or 2000s, when early, it, yeah, those template websites started coming out, like GeoCities and That's stuff. That's right, yeah. I'm like, let's make a website. And so we brought it back like three or four years later and mm -hmm. did that for like, Six months or a year, yeah. Before we just kind of, yeah, let it let that go by, yeah, yeah, and, and, yeah. So we did that, and then, but then you know you have the social media really took hold, you know, and so it was like 2013, 2014, We just started an Instagram page. That's all right. we did, and you know we would be like, you know, who's your top, who's your top five bass players, and we hashtag the shit out of it, or who's your favorite hair metal band or who's your favorite thrasher, whatever. Right. Or happy birthday to Angus Young, whatever the fuck. Sure, sure. <laughs> and just hacked, hashtag the shit out of it. And then, um, so I started, what I wanted to do was, okay, I haven't been in to the local scene in a long fucking time. So let me look that up. And I would start sharing bands on the, I would just Google Tulsa metal at that time, you know, and I would just, whatever came up, I would put that on the Instagram page and then I would look up, you know, local bands all over the country, you know, just kind of just Instagram was really a good tool for that because you could just hashtag something and there it was. And so that started that. And then that's when, like he said, I was like, hey, you know, this podcast thing, let's just let's talk for like 20 minutes and put it up on YouTube and just listen to ourselves and see what it sounds like. And right. that was kind of the start of it. You know, oh, that's cool. So, I just yeah, I bought a microphone without telling him and said, "Hey, yeah, I got a see, microphone. Let's do it." I was I like, "Didn't think I was ever really going to do it." Yeah, because I was like, <laughs> "Dude, we don't have to spend any money on this. Let's just you know use our phones as a microphone, put it up on YouTube or something." And he was like, "Uh, maybe." And then the one day he was like, ah, "I bought a microphone." I'm like, "Well, fuck." He like went above and beyond. So that was awesome. I think that was a good investment. Yes, it was. <laughs> Thank you, Trent. Sitting over there. Yeah. <laughs> right there. <laughs> <laughs> so I guess the big question everybody really wants to know, how did you guys get, I'm going to go ahead 
and just launch this because you did the same for me with Oklahoma Boys Breakup. <laughs> How did you guys get Gene Simmons to do the interview? And did he do it for free? <laughs> and were you nervous when you were met? <laughs> I, I, I will. I will. I will point to Trent for all that until the nervous part. So go ahead. <laughs> well, say. just like with anything in music or anything in this kind of stuff, it's who you know. Yeah. And I knew the the promoter of the event. It's, you know, I've said it on here before, so it's not a secret. It's Sunshine who runs Axis Entertainment. Sure. She puts on the Axis stage at Home every year. She does Sturgis. Anyway, she put on this show in... Whatever time that I was. I can't even remember what time. It's like right over the border, something Kansas. I don't know. No, it's Oklahoma. Oh, no, it was Oklahoma. That's right. But it's like bad. most casinos at the border, yeah, so they like, right. the Kansas yeah. crowd. Yeah. It's like, but, you know, Bucknut, Oklahoma or some <laughs> shit. I can't even remember. But they, it's the site of where they're going to do one of these Rock and Brews, the first Rock and Brews hotel. Uh-huh. So they put on the show with him headlining, you know, to promote the groundbreaking of this, you know, place or whatever. And I had even, I'd looked up trying to find his press contact because I, I do that no matter how, how big the artist is because uh-huh. I figure eventually something's got to hit, right? Right. And I couldn't find it anywhere. And so then just like two days before it, I just crap shoot, just texted her and said, Hey, you know, if you know his press contact or you can get us in contact with them somehow, you know, let me know if you've got the time. If not, no worries. Because we've had her on the show before. Right. And, and you know, we support them. So and that was an end. An hour later, she called me and said, hey, if you guys can be out here, whatever time that was, afternoon, I got it set up. Like, wow. And I'm like, it just took me completely off guard. And I, and I think that was good, too, because we had a day and a half before it happened. Mm-hmm. If we had had like two weeks, I'd have been like shitting bricks, I think. And yeah, yeah. we had a day and a half, so we scrambled and got these questions together. And, you know, I think, like I said, I think that helped me from being ex- over-the-top nervous. But, yeah, I mean, that's the most nervous I've been going into anything we've done. I can imagine. See, I, I was I was nervous. I was nervous as fuck <laughs> up until the moment that we opened up, that, that the door to the RV was opened up to us. And for some reason, I just... I don't know what it was. I just wasn't really that nervous anymore. Um, I, I don't know. But, I mean, and you didn't, you know, you look back on it, you didn't have to be nervous because <clears throat> he was, you see all this stuff about him and he's a polarizing figure. Mm-hmm. Blah, 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 blah. We all know the fucking story. Sure. The bat lizard. Yes. <laughs> but he, he was absolutely nothing but polite and cool and kind and accommodating to to us and everybody that was around him. So, I mean, I, I, I'll never badmouth the guy ever again in my life. I well, mean, that's good. He, he was, he was nothing but completely fucking cool with everybody. And then I saw later on, uh, social media or Facebook or Instagram, he had all the bands that were on the bill together in a big group photo with him. I mean, so he was just completely, and somebody that was working that show, yeah, like well, when we were leaving. Yes, yeah, so when we were leaving, it was like he is—he's the best one of all these casino shows we've ever done. He is so willing to do anything. He doesn't—he doesn't need much. He's so fucking cool. 
we would have him back a million times. So he wasn't There's, like demanding brown M&Ms? Or no, God, like no. He, well, he, we, he was, we got, yeah. you know, people make that joke like when I posted the picture, like, did he make you pay to, for the picture? <laughs> and we know how fond of money he yes. is. Yes. Yes. I mean, sure, that's obviously a big thing with like kiss meet and greets, but I mean, when we got there, before we, you know, knew exactly where to go, he was out in front of the casino with the, like doing an interview with a news station. Wow. And there was like, Probably fifteen or twenty fans over there yeah. watching, and as soon yeah. as they were done, he just like any other musician took pictures with them and signed shit. And, yeah, that's cool. You yeah. know, it wasn't like you know go buy the VIP package. And, go to kissonline.com. Yeah, there's none of that shit <laughs> for your Kiss Air guitar strings. There's none of that. But yeah, when we got in there, like he said, I mean, he was totally nice. So just once it got going, it made it easy and. Man, that's that is really cool. Uh, you guys have interviewed a lot of cool people, and and I can tell you that somebody that worked in the concert industry for fifteen years with you know people in Oklahoma and Tulsa that were absolute movers and shakers, you know Larry Schaefer, DCF concerts, and you know that that's impressive that Sunshine Seawright would even try to go to that for that for you guys because yeah. I've been around a lot of concerts and a lot of, I've met a lot of famous people I've been around and it, my experience is usually you know the the ones the concerts because we worked any concert I mean be asleep at the wheel one night and deicide the next at Kane's you just never knew what was going on so um, I mean you knew but it was just very uh a wide variety of stuff going on. So, you know, it's, it's impressive that she would even try to go to bat for you guys like that, mm-hmm. let alone, you know, be successful in getting that yeah. for you. So I think that's very cool. And, um, you know, I really don't know sunshine, but I know of her. And, uh, but anyway, maybe one day we'll meet. Yeah. That's what, that's what floored me the most is like, not just how quick it was, but it's just like that she just basically it's, did it without hesitation. It's impressive. Yeah. It, it is. It speaks volumes of her and whoever it, she's working for. It, it definitely does. We've had her on the show. We don't. We don't know her super well. Right. But but she didn't. You know, she still did it. And you know, she got us this past Oklahoma. She hooked us up with uh, CJ from Drowning Pool. Um, you know, and so I mean, she That's she's cool. awesome. That is awesome. That's completely awesome. And the dude, you know, when you're interviewing someone like that, you expect them to say he's got 15 minutes. You know, it's, right? It's like a regimented thing. But we got in there, and you know, it's him. He likes to talk, so he's talking. We got majority of our questions in, and he wasn't going to stop. <laughs> like his, like I don't know if it's his manager. Like Gene, I'm looking yeah, at your yeah. watch. Oh yeah. man, no, I mean, yeah, we, we could have like... kept going, but the lady, you know, kept walking over. I noticed a couple of times because I was facing that way, and then finally she came up to him and said, "Gene, we've got like." Three other, you know, it was like a newspaper and a couple other yeah. people that were waiting to interview him. He's like, oh, I'm sorry, guys. I guess this is over. Yeah, like, oh, yeah, wow. Yeah. Well, yeah. that's very cool, man. I'm glad that he was so nice. But it, was, it, it always seemed like the, the ones, the bands that, that I liked the best were the ones that would disappoint me in the way they would act towards me. <laughs> yeah. And it was just like it would almost never fail, you know. And then you just go work these concerts, you know, you didn't really care about. You might respect or whatever, but just wasn't your cup of tea. Mm-hmm. And, you know, those people were just always so nice. And mostly, I wasn't in a whole lot of country growing up. But, uh, yeah, all the country bands were real, real nice. That's and, cool. That's really you know, cool. I learned a lot working those concerts that shit rolls downhill from the top of that artist. And mm-hmm. so if they're making life hell for 
their road crew then and their road crews making life hell for, for you, you yeah. you know and it, it kind of you can kind of tell but um and you can also kind of tell by the how the road crew speaks about the artist and stuff um you know and i've, I've man i've had a lot of experiences but anyway we won't we won't dwell on all that <laughs> so the next question here is kind of in line with that now blabbermouth picked up on something gene said blabbermouth.net and kind of pushed a little story out about it. And, uh, it seems like I've seen a couple of times where Blabbermouth has picked up you guys. How many, how many times has Blabbermouth picked up stuff you guys have done? Is this once or twice? Or uh, no? it's been a few times. It's they, probably 10, <clears throat> 10 times at least, 10, 12. They've picked up, and it's usually when someone's talking shit. Yeah. Like, of An- course. like the guy from Anvil talked shit on Anthrax. They picked that up. Yeah. Um, well, Sid, Sid Falk was here. You know, he was, he didn't. Well, he really talk didn't shit. talk shit. But, I, mean, I don't he know. Maybe I spoke stuff. out of turn there. But <laughs> he said some stuff about Paul Diano that uh-huh. it's true. But of course, it sounded negative, so they posted that. Well, whatever. Dirty laundry man. Yeah. It still sells in the digital age. Yeah, so. it does. Oh, but I yeah. mean, we've had you know the guy from the first one we did was Coc Reed Mullen. That one, yeah, got picked, picked up. up. Kirk Winstein from Crowbar. Yeah, both That's times cool. he was Which on. Is one of my favorite dudes. Yeah, yeah, I've met him a couple, yeah. three times. Yeah, yeah. Doomsday Junkie went and played at uh, in New Orleans at Howling Wolf with this big metal festival thing down there. It was great. Mm-hmm. And uh, Kirk and uh, what Bauer? What's it? Jimmy Bauer? Jimmy Bauer. Yeah. Yeah, they showed up, man. They were just hanging out. They weren't playing or nothing. And uh, I'm down, you know. And Jimmy Bauer had the biggest POS car you ever seen in your life. Man. It was just like some old lead sled. And he fires it up, man. It's like smoke coming out. It's like yes. a Bill Murray movie or something, man. <laughs> <laughs> and then the guy was not a rich rock star. And I don't think yeah. Kirk really was either. No. And, and that's thing anymore is you really better be doing this for the love of the game. Exactly. You know, so. Well, Bauer's cool, too. We got him on, and he yeah. was... Talking about Bill Dance fishing and all kinds of stuff. That, that, yeah, that he's great. Cool guy, man, those guys are yeah. really cool. I like them. During the interview, his daughter called him. Remember yeah. that? And he's just like talking to her on FaceTime and makes us say hi to Yeah, <laughs> yeah exactly. It's awesome. Dude. Oh, cool. All right. Well, have you ever been turned down for interviews by anyone of note, any big names, or oh, yes. even lo- local bands? Well, I got like, a long ass list. Yes. Like Trent says, he does. Trent. Okay, here's the thing. Trent Trent handles most of the, well, all of them. Why am I saying most? <laughs> Fuck me. Trent handles all the, you know, going out and trying to look for interviews. Um, and, you know, complete credit to him. You know, he works his ass off for this stuff. I'm just, you know, the guy that shows up and makes a dick joke or two. <laughs> um, and like Trent said earlier, the theory is just shoot for all of it because you never know. Right, sure. And especially now that, you know, we got Gene Simmons and Dave Elfson, why not shoot for it? You never yeah, know what we're going to find. Absolutely. Again. So we have a long list of rejection letters, but at least they got back to us. That's cool, yeah. Because there's, it's funny, I mentioned this to people like, yeah, I already know the biggest, biggest artists in the world have responded and said, you know, thanks for the offer, but unfortunately they can't make it happen, whatever. And in some fucking band that like, I'm the only one that knows about is coming to play the Vanguard. That's from, you know, fucking Des Moines, Iowa yeah. that needs coverage. Doesn't even respond. They, to you. They'll never get back. Right. To you, you know? <laughs> yeah. But we've been turned down 10 times by Zach Wilds. Yeah. 
But that shows you how much he fucking goes for it. I'm going to do it 1,000 you know, times before, you know, because the guy that yeah. is his PR guy has got us interviews with other people. So it's not like he's blowing us off, you know. And But we, we've got, you know, uh, we've got rejected from Dropkick Murphys to Ted Nugent. Yeah. Right. Robert Plant twice now. Yeah. Um, but they respond to us. I mean, think yeah. about that. Robert Plant's people gets back with you. Black that's Sabbath. Cool. That's cool. Black that's Sabbath professional. Responded right. to us. That's cool. Um, that would have been cool to do anybody from South. Even that yeah. drummer that wasn't yeah. even in yeah. South. Yeah. That guy was yeah. a monster. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, yeah, that's cool. So, yeah, Zach Wild as- is a real cool guy, yeah. I, I got to say. If you guys ever get a chance to meet him, he, he's kind of a freak. But uh, he's a real <laughs> nice guy. He's ever this big as me, man. He, if not bigger, he is huge. Yeah. I actually met him in ninety. Oh, six yeah. or seven when he it was doing his solo play. tour. Yeah. Yeah, now, like, at a I took concert in Oklahoma City. Shit, yeah. Me and my friend like went outside after the concert and it was like him and that Nick dude that was in Black Lives Society were the only two on the bill. So they were, they didn't have a touring roadie or driver or anything. It was just them two. And so he was outside like, you know, loading up his shit. So, you know, us just being fanboys went out there and just started talking to him and he Sat there and talked to us for like ten minutes, and no one else even came outside. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Everybody that works for Zach is walking on eggshells. <laughs> I do know that much. <laughs> wow. I do know that much, but he is a very, very cool and approachable guy, and uh, you know, I think he'd be really hard to work for. But, <laughs> but, you know, he's a good guy. You know, he, his symbiotic relationship with Ozzy, I'm sure, is quite different. <laughs> so anyway, um, I wanted to talk to you about this radio station that your podcast is on. Uh, what what radio station is that? It's WSNR 102.7, which is actually an online station. It's an online but station. It's, it's based out of New York City. Okay. You know, it's where it's programmed and everything. Uh-huh. But they claim to be the biggest, you know, I haven't fact-checked this. With the biggest rock online, which could be true because they play nothing but rock music, you know. And I know that we're, you know, they send us, you know, or tag us on the monthly listens and everything. And it's raised up every month that we've been on there. And it's close to 10,000 listens a show now, you know, I mean, for our show. Mm -hmm. And so that means that there's at least that many people listening all the time, which I think is good for an online station. That's awesome. But that's just, I don't even remember... I think I had seen, there's a guy that does a podcast or no, a music show out of Oklahoma City. And I'd saw him post that he was on that station. So I just looked up their info and got a hold of them and they sent him our info. And within a few days, they said, sure, we'll add you on. Great. That, man. that simple. <laughs> well, yeah, they got to be loving it up there, man. I mean, you just, the guys that program the station was like, oh, wow, who they got on this weekend? You know, you got, and that's the thing about the Thunder Underground podcast, you know, is it is interdispersed with some local stuff and mm-hmm. some national. So, you know, you keep, you know, I, I don't know how many times I can say this tonight. Grant Tolson blows a light. But, uh, yeah. you are. And, uh, I think you guys made an incredible name for yourself. And I, and I, you know, it's just really cool that the station is kind of, uh, picked up on it. Well, I mean, I know they just didn't call well, you, but. Yeah, because think about it, you know, uh, you know, we're going to be played on the station. So people are going to hear. Sure. You know, Driver and Oklahoma Braves and Murderous Mary and, yeah. you know, Less Than Human and 
all these bands that we're we're trying to get going. So right. we're trying to promote. So I think that's that's well, nothing but good, nothing but positive. And I know a couple of them. Someone, man, I can't remember who. That was Reliance Code. Someone told me that after you know we played their song in one of our episodes, and then after it airing on their thing, then they added that song to their. Oh really? To their just rotation. Oh good. That's cool. That's and I know cool. I think I've noticed a couple other ones on there. You know, I'll see it in the songs played or whatever. So, yeah. yeah. I like the uh, podcast you do where you play all the albums, you know, too. Yeah, those are fun. Yeah, that's yeah, I know some of those gotta be fun to do for you. They guys. they are. They are. You we know. we've we actually before you got here we, we had kind of a meeting about that. So Oh really? Yes. Yeah. I mean I don't know how we do. <laughs> yeah, like I don't know how you know much you want to talk about it, but but no, we're right in the middle of uh yeah. we're not in the middle, we're I'm almost, done. I got done today. But we're doing stunt of a pilots next because the singer, the new singer Brandon <clears throat> for Driver, mm-hmm. you know, said, Hey, I'd love to come on and do one of those. What would you guys think about STP or who do you say, Deftones or something? I can't remember. Someone else where both yeah. of us were like, Yeah, STP, you know, out of the two bands he threw yeah. out there. Yeah. And so yeah, I mean he's so he's listening to all, and we're gonna get together probably next week or something to record that one. Huh. Well, that's cool. Um. Yeah, I, I dig that, man. Anyway, I only got a few questions here left, guys. You uh, do you have any? I guess you just kind of mentioned you touched on it, but uh, is there any future plans that you can let everybody know that you know after the Thunder Underground Festival and some of the interviews you have set up? Do you guys have any? Uh, plans to broaden everything or horizons or anything? Anything you can talk about? Well, we're, we're looking at a th- trying to get a Thunder Underground coffin going. <laughs> just kidding. Totally kidding. I'm going to have to have one of those. <laughs> yes. Now, other than just a few, you know, episodes that we've got coming up, uh, I don't know, you know, we're just, we, we kind of, we're, we're trying to do, I think, for uh, up until the Thunder Underground Fest, yeah. we want to get some dudes on that are at the fest, but haven't been on the podcast. Before. Right, yeah. Because I've been on third time yeah. now. So, you know, probably, I'm like Alec Baldwin. Yeah. Hey, that's cool, man. <laughs> you and Mike Deep too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I know, I know we're talking about having like Travis and Mark from Scarstruck that are helping us put this together. Yeah. Uh, and then we're going to try to get it. I'm pretty sure, I, I think, you know, you, you know I'm just going to... Well, we've talked to Sign of Lies about doing it. Yes, yeah, so... Because they're a band that... Yeah, we both like, and they were playing they're fast, and we've playing everything. They're blown up, so and they're young mm-hmm. and they're hungry, so we're gonna try to get them on. And they're playing Thief Thunder Underground Fest. Wow, that's a, that's yes. cool. Then they must be cool guys. Yes, yes, but it's funny. We sometimes we'll have like five interviews recorded, like backlogged. And yeah. Other times it'll be like, oh shit, what are we gonna do next week? You know? Yeah, we don't. Yeah, it's and if we don't get one, we just we just talk or whatever. <clears throat> but yeah, it's you know, right now we've only got. Well, after this is recorded, we'll have two in the can, you know, because we've got the guys from the band Wither. Oh, guys. I'm I know those guys very well, man. Yeah. We go way back, um, Chuck and uh, Jeremy, man, and um, they were in. Uh, I used to work at the other side a lot too, as well as Kansas. God, I remember I, they the other played side. there Jesus a Christ. lot with. Uh, what were they called back then? They've been called Wither for a long time, so I can't really remember. But yeah, for like thirteen years. Or yeah, something. yeah, they have. Um, but anyway, those are good guys, man. I, I like Chuck and Jeremy a lot, yeah. and uh, 
they're talented guys too. Geez, the other side, we played there a couple times back then. God. That place was kind of weird, man. Yeah, it was. God, that weird. stage was like it was, it was like it was like forty feet off the ground. Yeah, it, it, it was, was like the it was like the metalocalypse stage. Yes, it you know, it's like they're God. they're bringing it in, airlifting it in, and kill five hundred people when they landed. Yeah, it was yeah. the biggest stage. If something fell, I mean, the mm. stage was going to survive, but your stuff wasn't. I mean, yeah. that stage was solid <laughs> play, and it yeah. was huge. It was huge, and yeah, you're right. It was very tall. Yep. Yeah. So. Do you guys got any advice to young bands or musicians out there? Um, yeah, uh, just right off the top of my head, no dead air. Right. I fucking hate dead air. Get on, get up, rock the fuck out, and get the hell out of there. Okay. I don't like dead air. I've never liked it. Um, I don't either. And other than that, though, I... I I don't know. I have things that I won't talk about because I don't want to out any bands. I have things that bother me that are just, you know, because I'm, you know, a little bitch sometimes. <laughs> you know, I, you know, gimmicky stuff, but that doesn't matter because, oh, you know, we were, a lot of people like that. So yeah. it's like, who am I? You know, I, I don't want, I don't want to burst anyone's bubble. Oh, I, I'm, I'm nobody. But the one thing is like, and, you know, be humble and be, be flexible. Um, I've been in, you know, it's been a long time and I don't have as much experience as you do or, you know, you whoever, <laughs> but just be flexible, be humble and, you know, no dead air. I, I cannot stand dead air. That's, that's good advice. <laughs> I don't like it either. And it's hard, you know, a national band, you know, when they, they'll cut away and the lights all go down. So well, your local band, you don't usually have a light man anymore that, you know, knows where, yes. what, cue to bring the lights down and yep. you know what's going to happen and bands aren't that practice like you know when you're on tour you're doing the same set basically every night usually yeah so yeah then you have your lighting director or whatever and let's bring it down and there's going to be the water break <laughs> or whatever so yeah you can have your water breaks as a local band but yeah I, I i agree with that i think that like um you know and if and if some other band, even if it's another local band or the headliner or whoever, says, hey, do you mind doing this or do you mind, can you do, just do it. Just mm. fucking do it. Just work with them. Yeah. Be be the fucking cool ones. Because yeah. you'll get asked back. You'll get that, hey, those were some cool guys. And also, uh, an example, a great example of this is last year when we went to see a Super Joint, Child Bite, and Battlecross in Oklahoma City. And there was like three openers before that at the Diamond Ballroom. And uh, Kyle from Battlecross, who we've had on this show three times. Yeah. Um, he he mentioned, he goes, I want to I wanna shout out to the local bands on this bill. This is the only show on this tour that the local bands have been humble. They've been up and down. They've been on their shit. And they've been, you know... On time and wow. no complications. Yeah. He goes, shout out to those guys. Wow. And I I was proud of that. That yeah. was cool to hear that about Oklahoma. And what was good is bands that we know and love, too. Like, right? Kyle Williams is on there, right? Yes. And then uh, Archon, uh, Archon who's going to play the Thunder Underground Fest. So, I mean, soon. yeah. So, that was that was really cool. And, and I think that that is a key for any local band. I think so. Good advice. Trent, do you have any advice for the um, bands or musicians out there? I mean, I've never 
been a musician myself, but just based off of what I see, I would say just use social media to your advantage for sure. Like just be personable and promote the shit out of your stuff, but don't be a douchebag about it. You know, mm -hmm. like posting the same thing every day and tagging a hundred people, you know what I'm saying? But like, just use that stuff for what it's meant for to get your name out there. And then when you go to a show, act like you belong there. You know, don't, like he said, that goes into the humble thing, but you see some of these bands, like well, we've mentioned Mike DiPetrillo 20 times. I mean, his band driver and him in particular, or you wouldn't, if you just showed up and never seen him before, you would think, well, this is a national touring act. The way they put their shit together, the way they put their show on, the way they act, you know? And I mean, there's a lot of bands around here that do that. And I think those are the bands that have more success on getting shows out of town and getting shows opened up for national touring acts mm -hmm. when you act like you belong and just like you said, be humble and don't be a dick. <laughs> That's good advice. Yeah. Uh, kids, if I was giving you advice, I would say, get out now. <laughs> Go be an engineer. Yeah. The world needs engineers, Go not to musicians. <laughs> <laughs> it's just, uh, and it's not because I think there's too much competition. It's just, yeah, there probably is, but Anyway, okay, I've got one more question here. It's kind of silly, but uh, I think everybody would like to know, and I'll answer it too. If you guys could be any animal, what would it be? I, I'll go. I, I mean, I'd be a dog because dog is to lay around and not do anything. Yeah. And I really, in, in my heart of hearts, and this is terrible because it's going to out me as a lazy fuck, I really wish <laughs> I could just not do anything. It, it does dog's life, man, right? A do yeah, yeah, exactly. A lot I to mean, be said for it. If for I had sure. the life that my dog had, <laughs> yeah, you man. know, it would be great. You know, I, <laughs> I would, I would somehow, I, it would suck to not be able to drink alcohol or have sex. But I would get over it. Dogs have sex. My dog doesn't. Oh, he got right. fixed really quick. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and and um, I, I and don't your know. dog drinks beer. Sometimes Every now and then, if I spill some, uh, there you go, Mark. That's like yours, it. buddy. So yeah, no, you know what? Fuck all that. I definitely want to be a dog. Fuck it. Yeah, I agree. So that's my that's answer. A good deal. Train yep. up. Run all this through my head. I don't know. I've never thought about. Oh, this. you got a lot. Of course. <laughs> many, many you should options. have asked Gene this. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> he probably had an answer. Ready. He probably yeah. did. I have an answer, and it would be a bird of prey. There's no doubt. <laughs> I want to fly. I was, I was just about to say. I'd probably, if I just had to say something off the top of my head, just some kind of bird, maybe an yeah. eagle, just something yeah. that. Because then it's kind of limitless on what you yeah. can, where you can go, and what you can do. I mean, yeah, yeah, a bird of prey or dog. You can I go I see the ocean. You can go to fucking, <laughs> yeah, you know. Yeah, that's a correct answer. It really is. You can go to a concert in Oregon, whatever. You know? Both of those, <laughs> both of those answers are legit, man. So, anyway, ladies and gentlemen, Thunder Underground Festival coming up on what date, gentlemen? October nineteenth and twentieth. And uh, who's the host of this thing? You, sir, yeah, Steve Ray. Me, Steve Ray, yeah. <laughs> And uh, it's going to star Zen Hipster, who's going to have no dead air. That's <laughs> God damn no it. No pressure on I your singer. I said that now. What if, what if something happens? Jesus. I'll get up there and talk between songs okay. if I have Thank to. You. I'm sure Thank I'll be you, drunk. Thank you, Steve. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome.
awesome. Yeah, who else playing on that thing besides Custom Black? Well, and I have the list here. If you want let's, to go down let's there. go ahead and run down that list. Okay, uh, you got Locust Grove, Archon, Less Than Human, The Shame, Driver, Sprout the Antihero, Severmind, Wooden Bone, Fist of Rage, Zen Hipster, Custom Black, Sign of Lies, Murderous Mary, From Parts Unknown, Solidify, Claim Your Enemy, The Normandies, and CJ and Dale of Grind. Uh, $7 for a single day, $10 for the whole weekend. Um, we will have, uh, you know, the, or have we already posted the, the days that each band's going to play? Yeah. If not. We haven't posted like lineup okay. times or set times, but the, but the day the, the bands are day bands. Yeah. It's, it's on, it's on the event. It's on yeah. the Facebook. But those are the bands that's going to be there. It's going to be a great weekend. I can't Man, wait. Man, I can't wait to, um, that covers Oklahoma, Texas, Arkansas, Missouri. That's yeah. really good. Yeah. yeah. So, uh, CJ and Dale, what are they going to be doing? I, I acoustic, acoustic, they're stuff. Be doing yeah. acoustic like, stuff. Yeah. They were one of the bands, you know, obviously we asked originally, we but their, their drummer, Brian, is getting married. Oh, that and going on his honeymoon that weekend. Oh, so okay. They were out and then they came back later and said, well, once they found out we had Sprout on it doing acoustic. I thought, well, why don't we do acoustic so, so yeah, That's going to be yeah, interesting. Yeah, it, it, I love it, it, those guys. Yeah, it's going to work. Yeah, we love this. I really, I really love Dale, and he. I still want to wrestle him, but uh, no, I'm just kidding. I don't. I'm sure wrestle. he'll do it. You know what? <laughs> For the Thunder Underground Fest two, yeah, we're gonna have a wrestling. <laughs> we're gonna have a wrestling match. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> Um, we still have time you, to set that up for you a and Dale, <laughs> and then Trent is the big wrestling guy. You know how it works. You can be the referee. That's okay, right. yeah. okay, all right. Yeah, you can be Virgil. Go. Everybody go see <laughs> Oil Capital Underground too. By the yes, way, definitely, you definitely, definitely need to see that, especially yeah. if you like wrestling. <laughs> so, <laughs> <laughs> all right. Well, that concludes our episode of what now is it one eighty eight. Well, by the time this airs, it'll probably be 190, yeah, 191. Who's counting? One of those. It'll Jason, be 190-something. <laughs> Jason and Trent, it's always a pleasure. I appreciate you guys having me out. I know this is very unorthodox for you guys to do this podcast this way. No, this has been great. Yeah, yeah I think been it's awesome. been fun, and I uh, hope you've enjoyed it, and I uh, hope the people out there listening enjoy. And uh, we'll see everybody on uh, October 19th and 20th at uh, the Vanguard. No. The Venue Shrine. The Venue Shrine. <laughs> venue Shrine. Oh, yeah. The venue. That's what I meant to say, and it came out Vanguard. It's okay. I knew it's it was right. there. It's all right. What is the Vanguard, anyway? Um, yeah. They're on Main Street. I don't even know. You can just funny. edit that shit right out of there. <laughs> hey, we love the Vanguard, too. Uh, I do, yes, too, man. Yes. We had a great show there. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, I, I'm looking forward to it. And thank you guys for having me over here. And we'll see you on October 19th, if not before. Hell Good yeah. time. We appreciate it. Man. Yeah. Thank you. Thunder Underground, y'all. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. Steve Ray, formerly of Oklahoma Braves, formerly of Pitbulls on Crack, formerly of Doomsday Junkie. And future, the host of the Thunder Underground Fest 2018, the first edition. Quite an honor. That was. And like you said before it started, he turned the tables and asked us some questions. And we've had a few podcasts where people have asked us questions towards the end. But he actually told us ahead of time he was going to do it and actually did what that was almost probably half the yeah. the talk, you know, where yeah. he kind of interviewed us. So that was that was different that was and different and uh, cool again, that he's the one that did it. Yes, an honor. Yes, definitely. Yeah, Steve has also been on this podcast way back at episode 14 and then again at episode 110. Okay. 
And both those are great if you're fans of, well, just music in general. But if yeah. you're fans of Steve's, the first one, we talked about Pibbles on Crack, and he talked about the infamous T-shirt that Steven Tyler wore yes. in the video for Crying. And then the second one, he talks a lot about his experiences at the Canes and Brady, and the Brady had, you know, has always been known as being haunted. And he oh, told yeah. us some stories about that. And, you know, we just go into all kinds of different stuff. This is a guy now that we can sit down with and we didn't even have any an outline you know no, for this interview huh. normally we do we just yeah. said i ain't even worried about it no huh, you yeah. don't need to yeah we didn't so this is the type great. of guy that we're more than happy to talk to at any time and like you said it's a huge honor for both of us all right so like you heard throughout that interview the Nerdy Run fest is coming october 19th and 20th at the venue shrine brought to you by our good friends in Scarstruck Entertainment. And speaking of them, Travis and Mark, who run Scarstruck, will be on this podcast. Yes, they will. Here in just a few weeks, you know, as a preview for Thunder Underground Fest as well. We mentioned a lot of the bands in there, but just to reiterate, you know, it's some great bands from Tulsa, some great ones from Oklahoma City. We've also got Custom Black coming in from Kansas City. Solidify coming in from Arkansas and from parts unknown coming in from actually we know where they're from. They're from Dallas, Texas. That's right. <laughs> Sorry to give it away. <laughs> but Oklahoma City, we've got Archon, the mighty, mighty Archon. Yes. The just as mighty Locust Grove out of Chickasha, which is close to Oklahoma. Oklahoma City. Sorry. Wooden Bone is also from the nearby Oklahoma City area. That's right. And then we've got Sign of Lies. Is that everybody from Oklahoma City? Yes. I think. It sure is. And then Tulsa, we've got... We've got Less Than Human, uh, Driver, uh, CJ and Dale Grind, uh, Sprout, the antihero from uh, Scream Rear Mutiny, Severmind, uh, Murder Smary, Machine in the Mountain, uh, you know, uh, the Normandies. Uh, you know, we, we've got uh, Claim Your Enemy. Uh, so... You didn't mention Zen Hipster. Oh, yeah, Zen Hipster. Well, we're, yeah, so, you know, we're from around here somewhere. <laughs> yeah, speaking of Zen Hipster, they will be on this podcast here very soon as well. Yes, we're about to get ready to go do that It'll now. be their first, <laughs> technically their first ever podcast interview. There you go. Because back when you guys were together, podcasts weren't really a thing. No, no, <laughs> no they weren't. Flip phones were barely even a thing. But anyways. And uh, another uh, band that's playing is Driver. Brandon from Driver. Yes. We'll be on this podcast as well very soon. We're going to be doing an every album in a row on Stone Temple Pilots. That should be interesting. So that'll be a fun one. And I felt like, was there something else I needed to mention on coming up? I don't know. You well, wanna... no, yeah, Machine in the Mountain. Yeah, I just said Machine You just kept, well, you ran over them, but we didn't officially uh, say. Yes, that's right. Machine in the Mountain is newly added to this. Newly added. Because unfortunately, the shame had to drop off due to personal issues, but we are very glad that they're willing to do this and they'll be back next time we do this. Yes. So check out The Shame anytime you get a chance. Tulsa's best punk band. Definitely. Or one of their best punk bands. That's tied right. with the Normandies. <laughs> <laughs> All right. We also have Wither coming up soon and quite a bit of more stuff that we can't wait to get into. That's right. So go back and check out those Steve Ray episodes. There's a hundred and 89 other episodes for you to look into. A ton of these bands we just mentioned for Thunder Underground Fest have been on this, ep on this podcast. 
We've also had on Gene Simmons. We've had on Bruce Kulik. We've had on Dave Elfson from Megadeth. We've had on two of the guys from COC. We've had on members of Warrant, Shine Down, Seven Dust, uh, Crowbar, The Obsessed, Anvil, Saxon, Black Star Riders, Prong, Europe, Firehouse, Shooter Jennings, and the list goes on and on. And on and on. <laughs> so just dig through that. It's all at soundcloud.com backslash thunderdash underground. You can also find us on iTunes, Google Music, Stitcher, TuneIn. You can also go to thethunderunderground.com. Everything is accessible there. You can listen to podcasts there. You can find all our social medias, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, YouTube. Follow us on all those. Get on Patreon. Give us a follow there and donate us a few bucks. It helps go a long way to do what we need to do for this podcast. Please, please. Yeah. And once again, thank you to Steve Ray. And thank you to DB Concerts. And until next time. Thunder Underground, y'all.